0: Bear-naker. 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 ABC Driving home to welcome to you.
1: the bare naked Abyss. The to It is a somber occasion. View. We are here this week to As usual, honor I'm almost and on and, time. Justify and You're just You're the last the amazing places my page. mind um,
2: wish I could tellcy
1: tra-
0: that i fail uh, but night is the
1: night he, i fortunately last night uh he, he fell asleep at the wheel <laughs> no commotion and um no screaming streaming so it, with our pall bearers today are Aaron and myself I awake. Um, Betsy will be giving an amazing eulogy as we go along. And uh, we do have a guest hymn.
3: Uh, a
1: hymnist, I guess you would say. say. <laughs> hymnist. Um, hymnist. <laughs> <hitting> <laughs> the
4: Hymnist. I'm
1: an Olympic hymnist.
4: <laughs> Not the feet. This a somber
1: occasion, no laughing
4: at. It's a celebration <laughs> of life. Are you the type of. I'm, Tracy, I'm the type of guy.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. um, our, our hymns today will be led by the amazing Bubble Week from Rubber, the Miracle Innuendo podcast. Welcome, hey, Bubba Week. Motion, Walter, hey, it's good to be here. Guy. And uh, yes, um, for our opening hymn, open we will be playing Tonight is the Night the uh, Sleepy. Like, doesn't that seem inappropriate given the manner
2: in which he supposedly passed away? It, it was the required. of
1: life, the Oh, okay. Well I can
2: see that. I can see that as well.
1: Some, for some reason, he must have
2: known know how that I can Oh he was tonight as the, the night I fell asleep at the wheel. I guess it's over I've I've seen seen so over now as I've never seen so much, never seen so much, never seen so much. Southern Day
1: Nostradamus. No, um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to discuss this uh, song that I think the it's the longest name of a song for BNL. Obviously, not a little record holder, but it's, it's, it's pretty far up there. And you, how uh, long
0: is. You're the last, thank God. Um, and my in terms of the timeline, actually. You're, you're the, the last, thank God. Uh, I
2: mean, it's my not. Mind. It's over five years.
0: Love, love, love. Love, love. It depends
2: on how oh, yes. <laughs> you still own. If you, audience, my dear audience, if you still know indeed what a compact disc was,
0: <laughs> if you place this in your.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I fully admit that there is a, a an expanse of silence followed by a secret song followed by a further expanse of silence. But we couldn't <laughs> talk about the length of the name without me saying, oh, one of my first thoughts when I opened up the song to listen to it was, wow, this is a long one.
4: Uh, this is longer than Albuquerque.
2: In a Gata de what What's going on? Suddenly, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one. Down. No, no, you know, I set it up for you. Yeah,
1: Knocked Still that one right out of the park. <laughs> the um, so, Aaron, I mean... Yes. You talked about but, um, this is, I was hoping you wouldn't This is the last Shoot song down, on this disc.
2: Yeah, I figured that out given the that there's a secret song.
1: But what's what's the... Yeah.
2: I mean... This is one of the tougher ones. I mean, it's obviously a Stephen Page song. Uh, I think the obvious pun that I made last... Oh, was it in a page
1: duffy nope page
2: robertson okay okay no that's fair good luck but you know what i mean i mean he's taking a lead
1: vocal There's very
2: much to very surprise, and it, it seems very much of Stephen page i would say um and it's sunk in this I mean, end duration this song should be from maybe you should drive <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah. And the,
2: the old-timey folk song Inside feels good could make for a good audio pun for Born on a Pirate. Oh.
0: I'm
2: trying to gauge your reactions here.
1: Poker uh, face. But the last yeah, you're like Lady Gaga
2: over here. Uh, the last factor is the album that I have touched I heard the most diversity of style and I think that's where this song kind of feels like it belonged to the same album as of the Engineers. You know, it's quirky, it's very different, not the, kind of their usual genres or styles, so I'm going to go with Maroon. You are correct, sir. So.
1: <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> me oh, that had me dark. sweat. <laughs> I was Rock really trying to pull you away from Maroon. Yeah, I, could, car, I thought you were... He thinks that and she helped help me I in and I, mean, she showed me <laughs> the, cool. the
4: beauty
1: uh, Before we talk more about this one I do want to go over to Bumblebee And, I, and I want to ask you a little bit about, about your history With, with B&L Like what you know, Where did uh, your life
5: burned burned. Intersect with it? Well I, I think it's, it's pretty much What a lot of people did everyone one week you know, where I heard them. And, you know, I love that song whenever I heard it. But uh, like never, it never made it up to a Fair Naked Ladies uh, album. Um, but I, I have heard, you know, I, I Fair enough. And it was a million dollars. Um, and that's, I can't think of them. But, you know, basically their singles off their, like, next couple...
1: Most people that weren't in the BNL tour before, before one week—that's
0: what
5: pulled them in. I got them, and and I do like their like their sense of humor, and love their lyrics, yeah, especially like some of their kind of almost like dad joke humor, mm-hmm. like. My favorite line in a bare naked lady song is you know, I could hide out under I just, just say underwear.
4: The first time I heard that, I did actually say it out loud, and I lost
5: my mind. <laughs> He's reading my mind!
4: With that!
1: Brilliant. I mean, that, that's Ed. Like, Ed's dad humor is very cool.
2: Whereas Stephen Cage is known for taking this uh, calm comic book sort of 3-4 Waltz ballad about a horrific car crash in which the narrator presumably dies.
1: Uh, We should probably talk about where this song kind of came from. Um, So, it originated by... I'm trying to go down through my notes because I have this stuff at the bottom. Um, It originated that... Somewhere, it, it's hard to know exactly where. But Ed talked about in the book um, on the private, the public stunts, private stories. He talked about the fact that this he he was thinking about like what happened in the moments before his brother died in the car crash. Mm-hmm. Now that's not what Steven talks about when he talks about mm. where this story came from. So my guess is, like, somewhere in the middle is the truth. Like they each probably had a starting spot that they each kind of came from with this, and it built and it, and, and in a very Beatles esque fashion, like they just kind of blended. This is probably, honestly, I think probably one of the more blended uh, songs. Are you saying that Steven This edged. is the
2: end life slash happiness is a warm gun of the
1: BNL library i i would definitely say so but i would say it's even more blended than a day in the life because like that's just like here's half john's song and then yeah happiness if is, if a is a warm gun is a better
2: example because it comes back and forth and yeah
1: yeah definitely um the what steven talks about is the twist lyric that we'll get to later mm. on um and that was a big thing for for him um and and for him well, I mean, I guess we can get into what this song is about, and that's why I was avoiding it. Um, but that's that was what Stephen Page focused on was this, the the intent of this song um as he was writing it. So um but Ed's Ed's statement of I'm gonna be alright looks around him. Oops, nope, I'm dying.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just
1: and he talked about how your body must just flood with endorphins to make the pain go away Mm -hmm. and for a second you're lucid Mm -hmm. so I, i mean i i love the way that ed puts that um yeah it's it's a really great song i think but let's let's see what you guys think what do you think the song is about let's break down the lyrics of this song okay Bobo, we would you like to start with us?
5: Sure. Um, one one thing that I really loved about this song, like this is a song that I'd never heard before. You you sent it to me, and I I listened to it a few times, and and the more I thought about it and and uh, listened to the lyrics and and looked up some you know a, a little bit online. I didn't do a ton of research, but I looked up a, you know a couple thoughts online. the The thing that really stood out to me is. How everything has kind of a double meaning to it mm. and, and you can really read multiple things to, to what the lyrics say because you know it, it starts out that he's talking about you know, coming home to uh, to you. And um, you don't know there, you don't know if this is, you know, he's coming home to her to break up with her or it's you know someone that he loves. And maybe, maybe it's like a long distance relationship, you know, that that's very ambiguous. And then you have the the line kind of in the middle where it's like, you know, I'm not sure if this is real. Hmm. And so that kind of throws another level to it. So maybe this is all in his head. And the the line, you know, you're the last thing on my mind, that can be read two ways as well. It can be, (laughs) you're the last thing on my mind is in, you're the first of this thing on my mind 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 like i'm thinking about anything else except for you or Mm -hmm. if you do take the song literally where this is about someone dying in a car crash you could think well that's she was the last thing that he was thinking about before she died Mm -hmm. or before he died
1: and i think it means both I mean, the great thing about this song is that, that Steven really loves to play with those lines, which is why I wanted you on this epi- episode uh, Weed, mm-hmm. is because like your podcast really focuses a lot on the like the double meanings, triple meanings of of the different songs that are out there. And I'm like, well, do, what what song could I give him from BNL? that also has a lot of that double means. And this is honestly one of my favorite double meaning lines in
5: all of BNL song lore. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, and, and yeah, it's, I've, I've, you know, thank you for uh, thinking of this song and, and and choosing me to, to come on here because I, I did, I did really love it.
1: And, and that line, like the, it starts off, you're right at the beginning of the song, as usual i'm almost on time you're the last thing that's on my mind you're the last thing on my mind he's driving home to see her and yes she literally is the the furthest thing from his mind he's thinking of all these other things life gets wild and then at the end you're left to wonder: Is that still oh. true, or is he, is she, literally the last thing on? And you are the last
0: thing on my mind. On his mind.
2: I dare say my interpretation was: it's kind of both. It's at the beginning of the song. He's driving. He's distracted. He's not really appreciating the things in his life. And that's why he's not being very careful with his own. And then at the very end, he's realizing everything he's going to miss. You know, especially his wife, and she's the last thing he's thinking about. That's how I interpreted what, it.
4: What struck me was like how uh, like kind of ob- objective he was about it, and almost d- detached, like he's just kind of noticing things. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> floating apart, but also like
2: like he's floating above his body.
4: <laughs> he doesn't seem to care. It doesn't. Him like
2: he doesn't care about anything anymore because he's leaving, yeah, he's shuffling this mortal off foil.
4: to Buffalo and uh, <laughs> doesn't really seem affected <laughs> either way. He's just kind of noticing. It's yeah, a like... very good
2: point, Betsy. It's a very good point. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's like the yeah. passive voice being used, you know.
1: But you get a break in that. Um, there is one moment that, can that we take he breaks away from that. The bridge, no, there's this wonderful line in the middle. I heard some idiot say that someone's inside. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Made me laugh uh, out loud. That made me legitimately laugh. This momentary anger and then it's let go. Yeah,
4: Yeah. and when he performs (laughs) it live, like the way he pronounces it, like it's very like the diction is very like sharp. Like I heard some idiot ask if someone's inside. Mm. Lucky, might as well. Put the S bomb in there or something because it's just like this burst of anger and then it's over with. Yeah. I mean that's what struck Great me point. is I don't know. It's almost like he doesn't care. Like almost I almost even thought like perhaps it's like semi-suicidal, like he's just kinda letting himself drift off to sleep and get in this car crash because he's I don't know, you know. And maybe
5: yeah. I think do you think that this good. is like a a good relationship or do you think that this is a, a troubled relationship I, I think I I kind of go to the the one line early on as usual I'm almost on time
4: yeah I kind of lean towards troubled yeah, yeah.
1: It, I, I, I think, mean it's a great way of saying you're always late <laughs> I th- I
2: think
4: yeah. it's i don't know if
1: i would go to troubled but i would
2: say maybe they're disengaging they're not as interested anymore they're drifting apart a little they're not being as thoughtful not thinking of Mm -hmm. each other as much and that's why i think this is a really tragic song is because it took that to make him realize oh man you know like i really should have uh paid more attention i should have been there more which i think is a pretty uh universal idea to express
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's the um Steven addition to the song. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very Stephen Page.
2: Can we can we take a moment and just share some appreciation for the greatest lyric in the oh, song? What do
1: you think the greatest lyric is? Slow motion Walter, the fire engine guy.
2: Like- Slow motion Walter, <laughs> the fire engine
4: guy. uh, Mm -hmm. oh my god how did i not notice i heard that and i was like wait a
2: second that's like a crazy yeah i mean that was definitely intentional oh (laughs) yeah no that's
1: exactly what it was (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah that that is definitely a deep purple reference
4: i think i'm gonna have to have my bnl card revoked for that i I never (laughs) i never clicked well, I mean, I'm gonna have to return. The great thing about that line
1: is that it actually does fit in with the rest of the lyrics. At yeah, that, oh, you know exactly
2: what he means. It, it makes perfect sense. You know, he's like he's seeing things in slow motion, and there's the fire engine guy, and man, I don't know. You're just assigning him a name yeah. or something, or you know who it is, or he's got a badge or something. But yeah, I mean, like it's just hilarious to me that they made a weird pun rhyme on a deep purple song into, into a lyric that fits so well into the rest of the uh the stanza well, it's
1: not even a pun it's a mondegreen oh. like <laughs> pa- i beg your pardon
4: <laughs> 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 so we're not talking about
2: wolf how long were you sitting on that how, how long are you sitting on that one, Tracy?
1: <laughs> it, it may have almost hatched. That's how long.
2: Very nice. Um, I
1: like that. But I was also thinking, like, what, what always kind of occurred to me with that line was the other piece of that is, was that the song that's on the radio that's playing? And mm. that because of his Ooh. distorted view in the moment, that's what he hears. Oh,
2: that's really a cool idea mm. i like them could well be steven and ed we know you listen please come on the show yes. clear this up
4: we want to, to clear it up
1: <laughs> there's so many lines in this song that are
4: amazing yeah it's
2: very i i'm a big fan i think you guys now know that i hear the music first and then i consider the mm-hmm. lyrics. Um, but i am a big fan when the lyrics and the music go so well together you know or especially if they if, if there's some kind of weird kind of goofy contrast you mm-hmm. know or a uh, little bit of an oxymoronic um, kind of disposition between or or difference between the uh, the lyrics and the emotional content of the song seemingly
4: yeah same <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we'll get to the music in a few minutes but yes that uh, the the song is sweet the the lyrics are are this it's kind of a sweet but the bit song
2: sweep. sounds like an
1: apple commercial
4: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> apple no. we know that you listen <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> Steven? The, only, the only apple commercial song tim <laughs>
1: cook
2: please come <laughs> on the show
4: the only apple commercial song i know of is it's <laughs> uh, hard to believe it's getting better <laughs> it's getting better all the time <laughs> oh it is very <laughs> beatlesy too yeah so that's
1: fair well I was gonna say this song is very much uh what's that ho- the horse one the um kite oh um, being for the benefit of Mr Kite which yes, my band very... covered
2: back in the day the weirdest well, Beatles song to possibly cover but we did
1: I've heard of it. As, as I mentioned when I started this podcast I was like we absolutely I, I have to make sure that the week that we discuss mm-hmm. this song aaron is on the program because i want to hear his response because to me like i hear this song and i'm like yes the second child could have
0: covered this song they could have written
2: this song wow thank you that's a very big compliment and yes it is 100 up my alley yeah you guessed correctly i mean this is this got me all over at this song
1: if you ever don't cover
4: this i will be like
1: disappointed in you
2: All right, I'll have to (laughs) to note that down. The
4: gauntlet has been thrown down.
1: I I guess.
2: Challenge accepted.
1: (laughs) I I really enjoy how Stephen takes the time, Stephen and Ned, um, take the time to describe. Like, this is the most descriptive I've seen them be of a situation, but it fits this song perfectly. They're telling the tale of this man's last moments on Earth. And the silly, stupid things that he notices,
2: you know what? That's an interesting observation, Tracy, because we've often said on this show that Ed tends to do one of two things. He either just makes a bunch of silly dad pun rhymes, or and i'm not i'm I'm oversimplifying here, but to be clear, <laughs> yes, but- uh, or he does what what I call like it's all like a musical haiku, right? and he like has these <laughs> lines that are just more generally describing a scene or an ambiance or a vibe, as the kids say, and it sort of just paints a picture in your mind. I think this is a really interesting juxtaposition of that style with Stevens' more in-your-face mm-hmm. style, uh, a little more bombastic, a little more got that Robin Williams energy. Uh, I'm thinking of the song Angry <laughs> People right now, actually, as, as I say this. <laughs> like That's what I'm picturing him. He's got kind of a Jack Black energy about him you know sometimes uh mm-hmm. so it's really kind of funny to see those two styles crash against each other here to get that darkness and and weirdness from uh steven and then you've got the more kind of storytelling or scene painting element from ed and i think it comes together really well it's a great example of why i wish that they were still together in the band but i will put that soapbox aside <laughs> for now you're
4: not <laughs>
5: alone Aaron. yeah I, I i do really love the the stanza where the they describe the the accident and you know Mm -hmm. how because that that really does paint a picture of especially if someone like basically falling asleep off like you can really see in your head what's happening like basically this this person fell asleep at the wheel and basically drove off a cliff and then you know they by the time they woke up they were already you know the car was flipping and they, the coffee is dripping from the ceiling and the, the yeah. horizon is doing flips out the window. And uh, I really loved the, the line, um, you know, the, the worst part was hitting the ground, not the feeling so much as the sound. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's brutal. The
5: worst part was hitting the ground,
1: not the feeling so much as the sound. And everyone just had that reaction that I had the first time I heard that line of oh, like it's such a visceral reaction. I know that feeling
2: because I remember getting a tooth pulled at the <laughs> dentist, and I was completely novocaine, so I couldn't feel a thing. But it sounded like someone was, it sounded like a giant was like snapping yes. a tree off,
4: like an inch. in the woods inside my <laughs> mouth, and I was like, an no, no, no,
2: no, no, I yeah. don't like this. I want yeah. this to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very disturbing. <laughs> <It's> yeah.
4: Disturbing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, no. I mean, I I would love to see like Christopher Nolan do a music video <laughs> for this, where it's got like the Inception Ooh. weird gravity effects going I, on. I mean, the, honestly, like the,
5: the first thing that that came to my mind whenever I was listening to this song, and, and it might just be because like I'm I'm deep in preparation because uh, I'm we're getting ready to do another podcast oh, are... on uh, Fight Club, and it, it made me think of that. Oh, the, fantastic! Car crash. Oh yeah, and... the near life <laughs> experience. Yes. The, well, the like
2: the car crash with them, you know, oh, man. flipping off the road. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of Christopher Nolan, I, I want to give you a chance to plug your stuff, Bubba Wheat. Uh, I I only had time to do cursory searching because Tracy loves to not let us know who the <laughs> guest is until the last minute. I think it's like so we won't be disappointed if they don't show up. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I, I noticed if I'm not wrong, aren't you doing a podcast about Memento yeah. right now? Which is one of yeah. my favorite. All time. I adore that film. Yeah, right. Really right cool. now I'm I'm in the middle. Where, where of, can people um, find that?
5: My podcast is called It's Uh It's Time to Rewind. And uh, I focus on uh that one focuses on time loop movies and TV shows. Mm.
1: And Ooh, nice. I
5: do like deep dives on them and I break them down. And one episode is dedicated to one loop of the time loop story. And I'm I'm doing memento. Oh, La wow. Memento cool is idea. Not, it's like a standard time loop, but I kind of explain it where, you know, Leonard is kind of living his own time loop because he's repeating the same like 10 minutes or however long and then his memory resets. And so I'm doing Memento each Yeah, okay. Um, that's yeah, totally and, fits. And yeah. So I'm doing like 45 episodes, one for each scene yeah oh what my a gosh. cool
2: idea man <laughs> i so you do do you do uh have you done anime? Uh, not, yeah well? I, I
5: have one on my like my big list um but, but i i do know of a couple like there's uh a be- beautiful dream i was thinking steins gate uh, and oh
2: yeah yeah oh wow yeah yeah, yeah that, that's and true Sorry, uh, i think there
5: was an, an anime series that's that like did a you know, a, I forget what it was called, but it did like several episodes, like an eight episode arc, and each episode was like almost exactly I, the same. But it, you know, they were animated and and um, voiced differently, but like each episode only had like very subtle changes. And like I, I heard that the the fandom was really annoyed by it, but I'm I'm really curious <laughs> to
2: see it. I. I'm guessing that's the melancholy of Haruhi Zuzumiya based on uh, how you described that. Uh, if you ever do that, please <laughs> reach out to me because I would love to discuss that.
1: Some of these lyrics are some of the, my favorite B&L lyrics kind of of all time. Um, and, and it's because they do such a great job of painting this canvas. Like, as a person who's been through a car accident, not one as horrendous I would hope as not. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, I can't help but wonder if all this is real. Like it it goes back to the fact that he was just sleeping. So maybe he thinks that it is that he's still sleeping, but also like anyone who's been in a car crash, it's a very surreal situation where everything Hmm. feels off. I I have had that, um, sort
2: of temporal distortion effect where it does seem like time slows down, even though. It supposedly is not rooted in anything uh physical but uh, i don't know if it's adrenaline <laughs> or what but uh, yeah i have i've had that experience where it seemed like i know that couldn't have taken more than half a second but it felt like probably five you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and then of course rubberneck trap tra- traffic <laughs> and passes by like who hasn't yeah. had that experience of like either on either thought- side like people staring mm-hmm. in the traffic and then you almost have a second accident from <laughs> people looking
5: yeah, yeah I also
4: hard, really yeah. like. To look. It's almost like instinctual to look.
5: The wow. uh, the repeated "never seen so much, never seen so much," because uh, like you can also like. You're like, are you okay? Are you okay?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. there's some evolutionary psychology. You can at work read there. a double
5: meaning into that. You can also think that that's you know, <laughs> uh, that's like him. Uh, like his life flashing before his eyes you know I've I've never seen so much in my life like you know and it's just all you know his life is passing before his eyes and then at the very end he ends with blood I guess
1: Yep. When I was going with the like that he's staggering and stuttering, like if you've just had a traumatic brain injury, like he <laughs> he, he could be starting to lose connection with his body in that moment, and like he's I've never seen so much <laughs> I've never seen so much I've never seen like he can't get the thought out, and then he finally gets the thought out, and that's a pretty horrific thought. <laughs> oh crap! I am. Definitely die. I'm
2: going to have to watch an episode of Mr. Rogers or something after this. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, I don't know, maybe some uh, Bob Ross. I
4: suggest Alf, but that's just my own personal, personal recommendation.
0: Yeah.
4: Ah, I ah! killed me. Wow, cool. <laughs> In this <that> situation, maybe. <laughs>
1: and then that that almost this last line of i can see my face slump with yeah. a grin, like he's now exiting his body but the fact that right. he's upside down and too. his muscles are now all relaxing but it also it finishes <laughs> with that and you so he sees himself and you so he's seeing and, and thinking of her in that last moment could also be causing him to grin because he's yeah. he's thinking of her now it's is he thinking of like, yes, I'm finally rid of her? Or is he thinking like of of his love for her? Who knows? But
2: I interpreted it as his love for her, but I think the song is <laughs> dark enough as it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we have that final note. I will say, I think this is possibly the final, best final note of a song like next to the Beatles with A Day in the Life.
4: Oh, oh, the final note? Is that what you're saying? I thought you were. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't
2: The final note. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for you to like. I
0: thought you meant like ending I'm not on belt a note. No, no, no. no I just like <laughs> ending on a note. I
2: didn't know you meant a literal note. No, <laughs> yeah. the literal note. Thing. Oh, very good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm gonna put a a link up this week for people to go watch of um stephen page doing a ted a ted talk um where he talks about a number of different subjects one of which is that final Mm. note um but but it also talks a little bit about like the end of like when he's singing silent night in concert and he always breaks his voice on purpose in order to get the crowd reaction you're expecting this beautiful note and he cracks (laughs) it on purpose to to do something subversive. And I think this is another one of those moments, but it's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that last note is so glorious as a send off of this song of like he's dying and yet it's a, a splendiferous moment, but at the same time, a, a tense moment.
5: Yeah, it, it almost feels celebratory rather than mournful. Mm
2: yeah that was the kind of optimism i was referring to earlier it's like well it's unfortunate that we can't talk about certain movies the same way because of everything we know about kevin spacey now but the very ending of american beauty i always thought was really beautiful when he was like looking at the pictures of his wife and remembering his life with her that was the same Mm -hmm. kind of vibe i got from this
1: i think that's what he's going for um and i so i'm gonna slip for a, a second off of this song because for me this song and hidden sun are one and the same um mostly c- because for like 10 years of my life i did not realize that hidden sun was a was a hidden track um i thought it was a second piece of this song and it was actually um them expressing what happens after he dies like that there's this this ethereal moment and it has a very ethereal feel so it, it really worked and so a long for a long time that's what i felt like this song that part of the song was
5: and i know like if you do search for like hmm. if you just do a search for the lyrics then it does include the two songs and <laughs> and the lyric list so if if you don't if you are not familiar with the the two songs just reading the the lyrics you you can get thrown off and think that it's the same song
1: and i think it's very apropos that that kevin's song about struggling with death and cancer comes immediately after this song of the struggle of the last moments of life as well honestly i I think this is possibly the best end of a album ever and i'm not a person that likes a slow song at the end of an album but to me like this is ah
2: i don't know man motion picture soundtrack (laughs) uh there there's a lot there's a lot of beautiful endings albums. i agree this is up there um i am a big fan of what the Beatles did with some of their stuff with their uh vinyl records mm-hmm. where they they had that groove that catches yes, the needle that has like a loop and they would actually put music in there, so it would play on in an infinite loop when the record <laughs> ended like that's the kind of stuff that I love, but yeah, I think this is up there oh.
1: i- I can agree with that as well, so maybe top ten how about top ten <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's a fantastic way to end an album, yeah. I totally agree but it, that like you said triumphant uh <laughs> whale you know uh it, it fits in thematically it fits in with the uh the aesthetic of the song which is kind of circusy it's almost very operatic you know yeah, so, I, yeah I did i, I, just... I did
5: you it. it's funny that you mentioned the circus vibe because i did mm. get a little bit of the big top circus vibe like it, it's subtle yeah. but i, yeah. I do no, feel it's, it's there, in there yeah
2: absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> I know that we kind of immediately jumped over to lyrics uh do you want to break
1: it down um i do I do want to w- mention one more thing about the lyrics <laughs> wow okay, yeah please I'm not trying to again this is it here. one of my favorite songs um <laughs>
0: but i could I couldn't tell
1: <laughs> um Stephen did say um <laughs> that this song is about not paying attention to what is most Mm -hmm. important in life um it's not about laughing in the face of death it's not about a fear of death it's about not about the responsibility of death it's about the surreal couple of seconds that you realize that you're dying and in that time realizing what was most important to you all the time that you maybe weren't paying attention to to begin with
2: and to uh extrapolate a little further not to get depressing but uh, in an existential sense we are all in fact dying so it's i think it extends much broader to your life in general you know if you're not paying attention to things you should be whether it's the road or your wife or whatever um then yeah i think that uh what no matter what the time scale is on the message still Mm -hmm.
5: fits yeah one thing that's that i did also want to kind of bring up because I, I did have an alternate read, which I, I think is a bit of, bit of a stretch, because uh, I, I do think that it's mostly literal. Uh, but I, I kind of like this this alternate read on this, where I think that the the car accidents could be more metaph metaphorical. Um, it could be like a breakup, and yeah. and this is like uh, a metaphor for like a a bad or a toxic relationship. And, you know, he's driving uh, to uh, his long distance girlfriend in order to break up with her. And then the car mm. accident is this bad breakup. And then his grin at the end is like, you know, I, the, the relationship is dead, but I'm happy that it's over.
2: Yeah, I mean people do use the phrase train wreck I hear more often, but I think car wreck or car accident mm-hmm. also to describe just a bad situation in general. No. So that's very very possible.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting perspective because like what Bare Naked Ladies do best is it's kind of like leave it open to interpretation and multiple, you know, opinions. So I really love that about this. Related to interpretation if you get too bummed out from the song all you can do is when he hits that last <laughs> note it reminds me of adam sandler's opera man
0: <laughs> oh
1: that's you can wow. just play
4: that in your head instead and you're like, opera man, bye bye.
1: <laughs> well and you know after that the perfect song to listen to would be piece of Shit car <laughs> because at this point yeah, that car is probably a piece car. of shit car.
2: um i'm
1: <laughs> guessing it was totaled yes
2: <laughs> gonna go out on a limb
1: yeah um you mentioned the three <laughs> four music earlier the the circusy music Aaron, and i, yes. I want to talk more about that I'm very ap- apropos because car accidents are mm. very much like a circus like everyone's gonna stop and look at it um <laughs> I'm gonna go through the list of what was what what the music actually was, what the instruments were on this, and then I'm gonna hand it over to you to Bef- break before this down you do a little that. More. Can
2: I make can I venture a okay, guess? Okay, Go
1: ahead. Yeah, sure. So I heard
2: a number of brass and woodwind instruments. Uh, I had the feeling that at least some of them were synthesized, if not all of them. Yes. But in part, in okay, I didn't Uh-oh. think so. I thought there was a good mix of both. But in particular, some of those synthesized orchestral sounds sounded like they came from a Mellotron.
1: Um, it could be. So Kevin says mm. uh, on the notes, it says Kevin was yeah. playing the synth in a sampler.
2: Okay. So yeah, most likely if either a Mellotron or like a digital facsimile of a Mellotron, mm-hmm. um, I think we've mentioned them before yeah. cause they have used, they have used one at least once before on, on one of the songs we've covered. Um, <laughs> A Mellotron is essentially an analog synthesizer from I want to say the 60s, late 60s, early 70s um, that used actual magnetic tape instead of, you know, like digital synths like we have today. So it's an analog synth in, in the sense that there's an actual medium or there's an actual the tape. So much like a piano, it would strike a string with a hammer. The keys in the Mellotron have these tape loops going constantly, and they press them against the tape head to play them at different speeds, which changes the pitch. I know this is incredibly nerdy, but I, I love this
1: stuff.
3: <laughs> no, this is totally something that Kevin, <laughs> Kevin would be all over.
1: over. Matter of fact, we know that he used yeah. it again later, probably because he didn't uh, have access he, to that it. That was at like this he, point. he did
2: the, the closest thing he could get. And then later, when he got that, that one week money, he uh yeah (laughs) or maroon was after stunt though right so it it was (laughs) yeah when the uh, investments started paying off uh then he he said okay i've got enough i've got mellotron money now i'll go and buy an actual one i'm sure they cost (laughs) a ridiculous amount of money but uh yeah the beatles famously loved them use them on magical mystery tour best example i can think of is the intro to strawberry fields forever that flute you hear that has that weird Mm. phasey sound that's from a mellotron
1: so anyways, please go ahead. He's <laughs> um, so, a nerd out of a Mellotron. So we have Jim. Like, this, they really went out of their way with this song. Um, and the reason is Don was was pro- was producing this. Um, and, and very obvious. Um, and in a little bit, I'm going to play for you guys the demo. And you can see that Don was like, no, we're going somewhere else with this. Um, <laughs> but so we have Jim on the viola the arco double bass and the electric double bass very nice
2: you get that rich sound yeah and yep
1: yeah, we have steve on the flute which i figured you would appreciate uh there aaron nice um we have kevin as i mentioned before in the synth <laughs> sampler we have tyler on the timpani and the snare drum and the cymbal but we have rob tiny Magio men Managioni on the bass drum so tiny is the one that he is tyler's drum kit manager on the tours he's the guy that will come out dressed as multiple different things and he will play usually there's a couple different instruments on the side that he will play um and and he's the one that comes out and does that when they kneel kneel so it sounds like they
2: actually did this is funny because i it reminded me of being in like concert band in like junior high where all i ever wanted to do was play like a drum set you know in the jazz band but you couldn't be in the jazz band unless you were also in the concert band that's how they get you so I had to play timpani. I had to play the snare drum by itself and the bass drum by itself. That's what it sounded yep. like. It sounded more like a concert band playing, but I wasn't sure because sometimes you can replicate that sound. But it sounds like they actually did play the the different instruments individually, much like you would uh, in a in an orchestral ensemble. So that was pretty cool.
1: Um, and then we have Ed on the electric guitar, which I didn't hear much of, and the so I heard more of the banjo. Definitely, yeah, I like that. Yeah. But uh, why don't you why don't you break it All down? Right, let's a break it bit down.
2: More. I feel like we've already broken it down pretty well. But uh really quickly, <laughs> uh tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. That is the full title. <laughs> so I'm not missing anything. And, and then floated no, that's, away that's serenely. It. No. Um <laughs> so it was recorded at 139 beats per minute in the key <laughs> of A major. Uh, it's it's almost a folksy style song. It doesn't really have a traditional verse chorus. It does have like kind of a change. So I'm just going to say A changes and B changes, but I say verse and chorus. Just know it's not strictly verse and chorus. It's a little different uh, stylistically. But our, what we'll call the verse or A section, the changes are A major to E major to D major, back to E major. If this sounds familiar, it's because it's a one, five, four, five chord progression. Very simple. Chorus or B section, I must more properly um, goes B minor to F sharp major, not diatonic to A major, uh, and then we feel uh, this, but we still kind of feel sorry. The like that the tonal gravity uh, stays towards A, so I'm guessing it's a borrowed chord, and then we hop back to A E D E and hang around in E for an extended turnaround back to the A section. There is a bridge, I'm going to call it, which goes A major to E major to D major back to E major. Hey, it's our A changes again until we get this diatonic ascension, A to B minor to C minor back to B minor. And then A, D, E again, and then F sharp minor to G sharp minor to A to E with this great crescendo. Uh, never seen so much blood, and then leading back into A for the final verse. So our structure is A A B A B A B C. That's your bridge, A B A as the outro. Uh, I, as I've already said here, I really do like the instrumentation, uh, instrumentation quite a lot on this with the banjo and the kind of circusy brass and woodwinds. Uh, it's an odd odd time signature, um, and I mean odd, of course numerically. I'm not judging three four time. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying it's <laughs> odd, it's just not even. Um, actually, it quite reminds me of some of Danny Elfman's work, uh, especially with Oingo yeah. Boingo. Like, I could hear this being on an early Boingo album when they had that kind of, like, goth ska feel. Uh, some of the sounds, as I as I know, it sounds like they're coming from a Mellotron, that also gives it kind of, like, a mid-to-late-career Beatles feel, but these are all bands that I really love, so no surprise, I really dig this song. <laughs>
1: And and one of the things that we didn't mention was mm-hmm. that bridge where all well, I mean we've mentioned it a little bit but that that big yeah, orchestral Yeah that crescendo is really build, great. And then boom it 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 definitely flattens out. You might say and it flatlines. back to the line <laughs> i <laughs> think that would be very appropriate
4: <laughs> because literally the, the, ours, the like, next couple
1: lines are he's looking down. at it from above like he has now left his body like he's died um but i like that next line as all of this confusion there's mm-hmm. something serene and the music mm-hmm. has just become very serene what
2: here's the question what are we going to rank this it? in terms of how many rubberneckers well i i do have a oh, few okay. more things
1: i want to throw out okay there before please. we get to that do. Well, i have again <laughs> i love and so does bnl oh how um, many times so yeah. bnl has sang this song 106 times the whole the first time they ever sang it was at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas in 2001. BNL has sung it 68 times since Stephen has left, and many of them were on that first tour after Stephen left, and on this most recent tour. Stephen himself has sung the song 86 <laughs> times. So this is yeah.
2: This is definitely one that. They got joint custody of in the in the divorce.
4: i was say, sung it a lot. Yeah. In my mom. Oh so, yeah. yeah. This is one of the favorite children I, for sure. I do think it's funny that BNL sung
1: it 68 times and Stephen has sung it 86 times. <laughs> um, I love those little in mm-hmm. idiosyncrasies. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, most recently it was sung a week ago mm-hmm. by Stephen.
2: Oh. <laughs> Ow. I, that physically what? hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: matter low, of fact, I think it's it to say low, this low. is a staple
1: of Stephen's tour shows, but also of his live from home shows, as he has done it 22 out of the 103 live from home shows. Yeah, just just 20% of his shows, like he's done this. Yeah, <laughs> And yes, this is usually a
2: finish. Just finisher.
4: 22 of it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i wouldn't want to continue singing after that last note yeah
4: yes and everybody types that little blood drip huh
2: this one and break your heart you're not doing songs after
1: those
4: yeah it yeah. really is gonna and aaron you may not remember yeah.
1: this was the finisher when we went to go see him oh, live. oh you're absolutely group. right wow I did forget that. Because I was watching your face the whole time.
4: <laughs> oh, was that recently? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's,
1: it's just a lot of fun. I like this song so much. So I'm thinking that a... Oh, there is one more thing I want to say about this song that I love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How did I almost forget this? I can't forget this. So remember how Brian Wilson came to... When b and was recording this album... And they he came to the alp to the studio oh yeah um and sang brian wilson to them <laughs> they're like well actually do you mind if we we share mm-hmm. something with you that we've been working on this was that song that they shared with him
0: oh wow
1: <laughs> his response hmm different
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like different
1: <laughs>
4: ouch <laughs>
1: coming from Brian Wilson, that might be a Yeah, I think he
2: different too, so that's probably too. yeah,
4: and i don't yeah I don't think you all get it on the first pass either you it's a song you have to kind of listen to a few times to really like get the so, nuances of it, you know,
1: so i'm gonna I'm gonna play for you guys the and I don't know if they played for him the record version or what they were working on. I'm gonna do a mm-hmm. screen share, and I'm gonna play for you something you guys may have listened to. I know Aaron didn't because I couldn't share it with him because um, I had the album cover on on the page, um, but the demo version of this song, like where it started from. Mm. Um, I I personally think thank God for Don was um, for for changing.
0: home
5: to be with you Highways dividing Cities in view As usual I'm almost on time
0: You're the last thing that's on my mind I wish I could tell you the way that I feel But tonight is the night I've the real. Over now, cause I've never
2: seen, so much, never seen so much, never seen so much, never seen so much,
5: never seen so much. I guess it's over now, because I've never seen so much, never seen so much, never seen so much. Love.
0: You're the last.
2: I'm guessing he doesn't do the final, yeah. Okay.
4: Oh, it's so much. slander. yeah, I was
2: just gonna say I I was I was okay with it until the end of the bridge. Never seen so much blood. It's just the energy wasn't there, you know. Like, well, they changed the chord, didn't Uh, they? uh, More, I I don't know. I had to listen to it again. To I wasn't really paying attention to the uh, the chord changes, but um either way it just yeah i agree with with uh, bessie it's a little blander um still a very good song i'm sure i would have liked it a lot but i i definitely am glad they changed up the instrumentation and made it a little more playful and circusy and 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 bombastic yeah
4: now i got you in my head aaron because let me out i'm strapped in bessie's head (laughs) i'm stuck in my (laughs) brain um You said that one of the songs reminded you of like uh, a song that could be played in the back of a coffee commercial. That's right. (laughs) I get (laughs) that sound from this. Original Ooh, version, obviously not the lyrics, yeah, but like a
2: little bit, little you, bit, yeah.
4: It's very like kind of phoning it in, like mm, they're when they're I gonna, could have used there, some <laughs> coffee like this was morning, say,
1: and I wouldn't have fallen asleep at the weir.
0: If
2: your <laughs> tempo is below a certain threshold and you're using a jangly enough guitar, it will always conjure up mm. a little bit of a Folgers commercial to me not a sponsor but Folgers please reach out
1: we want that Folgers, Folgers money. use this demo along with along with scenes of a card tumbling um, hold on, guys can we take a break for a second I need to go recharge any more Folgers I just can't live without it you have a great taste <laughs> and then reverse it all the way back to the morning and say you really need some
0: Folgers <laughs> Yay. Ooh, wow. Folgers,
1: I am copywriting that. I am trademarking
0: sure that thing saying
2: you need to legally wrong about saying drink Folgers or your your car. That seems that seems fine. Um, should yeah. have had a Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Can you get a little Folgers? If I here? were
2: Folgers, I'm not saying they should definitely do this, but if it were me, I would hire someone through like a shell corporation to make a viral video. And then disavow it and say hey we didn't know we never asked for that but then just make that sweet sweet meme money
4: <laughs> with my hands wash my hands
2: i may have
5: done that no
2: that <laughs> oh, it's been nice working with you tracy
5: and use that uh, use that brother and sister from that creepy commercial <laughs> oh Wait, yes
4: what? i remember what? that oh
5: they had the, it was a folders
4: Something going on there, it, or um, Maxwell were they're a, like <laughs> no, they yeah. a little too excited about their coffee. No, they were a little too excited about each other. <laughs> it? They're very. I think I remember them being very huggy Jamie and very close. And Cersei very
2: Lannister. like in their
4: pajamas, you know. You so know, like, mm. I'm Jamie
2: Lannister, and before I before <laughs> I start my day, I like to reach for a cup of Folgers.
4: Have you guys seen and then those... I reach for something else
1: have you guys seen those commercials where they took that to the next level and really like made it outlandish that they were falling in love with each other and the parents walk in? No. What? Oh my gosh. Is oh, that uh, real?
0: Or like someone made a viral I video it.
5: rocking
1: oh, that? It
5: is a okay. viral
2: video for it.
5: half cuz you said yeah. commercial. Yeah, cuz it, it kind of came back into uh, vogue like just a few years ago.
1: Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> if I happen to find it again, I will send it to you guys cuz it, it it made me literally laugh out loud. The official coffee of the Targaryen family. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, Aaron, you yes. were asking. Oh, yeah. What What do I want to rate this? You said something when you were giving us a breakdown that that really hit me. Ex- no, nope, uh, actually, every pun intended. Yeah, please bring um, it on. And and I am gonna play on the pun that uh, that you probably didn't intend of tonal gravity. How many tonal gravities? <laughs> because there's definitely gravity I in the song in many yes. ways. Um. So I think how, how many, many tonal, tonal gravities? gravities would be a good way. To- Wow, we are living truly in the eleventh
2: dimension here on Bare Naked ABC.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Bubble, we you probably don't know, but we rate every song from a zero to five. Zero is absolutely wish the song had never been created. It, it was d- make it delete somehow. Um, five is your island playlist, like you. Well, I, five is your like yeah, absolutely can't disappear top five of the world, um, and and four above would be your island playlist kind of thing. Um I'm going to have these guys go first, one to put the pressure on them but to give you some time to think as well. Um I'm going to start we, we'll go alphabetically backwards. We'll oh, start good. with Oh good, I'm always here.
2: first. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um we, what's our what's our reading How many uh, rating total rating Nah, are you serious <laughs> we're not
2: gonna do slow motion walters i like slow motion walters yes okay, okay. you you overruled <laughs> phoenix right objection
4: thanks tracy uh <laughs> so my score hmm. I,
1: i'll tell you that that was kind of just i i really wanted you to take over for jeff when it came to give doing the rating systems You <laughs> can do that for this is Aaron. my way of pushing you into it all right <laughs> i like that
2: I,
4: can I second persuaded. that nomination. Yeah. I second that emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you giving me... Okay, so... I like this song a lot. I like the multiple angles you could interpret it, like I said before. I like the wordplay. I love the kind of, yeah, amusement park sound. I love 3-4 timing. Um... There's a lot of love. A lot of love. A lot of love.
2: There's a lot, There's love a lot the I
4: love about this song. <laughs> Who love it? When name? you reach
2: for folders.
4: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's some hot coffee. <laughs> um Yeah, I I never skip the song. I, I just really um I think I will give it a four point seven five. Authors. What? My <laughs> the Four and so, three quarters.
2: Bubba Wheat, uh, we have a thing on this show called Drinking the Haterade. Whoever
0: uh,
2: rates the song lowest is Drinking the Haterade that week, and I don't mind Drinking the Haterade on songs <laughs> that I don't like, but I really don't like being the lowest score on a song <laughs> that I actually like a lot.
4: Well, <laughs> Your well, score. it's your turn. So go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I,
2: it's definitely on my playlist. It's on my best of because this is fantastic. I'll definitely be, you know, I listen to these songs many, 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 many times in prep for a show. So if I don't like it, I get tired of it really quickly. I, I'm definitely going to be coming back to the song again very soon. Um, I don't know if I can go 4.75, Betsy. It's really good. I, I think um... I give
4: up to you ma'am.
2: <laughs> i think i give tonight is the night i fell asleep at the wheel oh. 4.5 <laughs> slow motion walters
1: oh nice nice that's um, very good it is i do like i, this song I will hand it i'll hand it over to you bubbly because i usually go last uh what? How many? How many slow motion Walters will you give this song?
5: Well, I I don't have a ton of experience, uh, like I said, because I, I only listened to it maybe a you know a half dozen times uh, in preparation for this this show, and I you know I've I did really enjoy it. it. It's definitely like in in terms of like realistic ratings, I am definitely giving this a a heart on Spotify. Uh, mm-hmm. To add it to my liked songs, I don't know if I have a specific playlist, and and I I have a a playlist where it's kind of my favorite songs, but it's the the way the playlist um uh, it's called Turn It Up, and it's it's basically if this is a song that came on the radio, mm, would I turn good. the volume? I up? like that. And if the answer is yes, then it I goes like that on that playlist. And this. This wouldn't Ooh. make it onto that playlist, yeah. but it's close. Uh, so, I'm, and, and I think mostly because it's it's just so fresh to me, so I haven't really had a time for it to, to seep into my subconscious, I'm giving this a uh, four slow motion Walters.
1: I mean, that's still pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a
2: very, very good score. And thank you for saving me from drinking the Haterade on this episode. <laughs> oh, no, we, what a champ, taking the bullet.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
3: And that is that. <laughs> nice,
1: Stefan. I knew you couldn't make it with us last week. So what did that you is do? correct?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, Due to scheduling problems of everyone else, you weren't able yeah, to make it. Was... it.
3: <laughs> and it that... was chaos, chaos. <laughs> it was. Um, well, speaking of chaos, uh... what were your thoughts <laughs> on this song? <laughs> well, uh, I have fallen asleep at the wheel before. Um, I was working two full time jobs. And my day off consisted of just an eight hour work week. Um, so I'd have to drive close to an hour to go from one job to the next. And um, um, it was tough. You know, I was trying to trying to stay awake. And this one um, evening as I was going from one job to the next, I, I did fall asleep at the wheel and uh, ended up colliding with another car. And fortunately they were okay. And I was okay. Um, I just went off the road and, Mm -hmm. um i called up work and i said you know I might be a little bit late i i went off the highway and uh they're like okay sure sounds good get here when you get here and uh still i was only an hour late (laughs) (laughs) so i still went to work everything was okay (laughs) so uh no real damage done to my car and um was able to get out no problem so
1: not the case uh, of the the narrator of this song
3: uh yeah unlike the uh, <laughs> this this person um, um, it's kind of otherworldly like um it's almost like a lullaby but also kind of like um like somebody ascending like out of body experience kind of thing
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, and almost kind of circusy in a way uh, yeah it's it's got a, definitely a different type of music than BNL is known for. Um, very slow pace, I can I can feel myself being lulled into um, a type of trance or or something of that nature just mm. from listening to the song. So ladies and gentlemen, I don't recommend listening to the song as you're driving <laughs> uh, or you might fall be... asleep at the wheel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, and uh, they like, uh, The lyrics were pretty good about the guy's last fleeting thoughts um, as he passes on, you know, from the, from this car wreck and um, what's going on in the real world as they're taking the jaws of life and trying to take him out. And, and then as you know, his point of view, as he's ascending from the scene, he's able to see everything, which based on, uh, you know, accounts of near death experiences is It's not far off. So Some people see themselves come out of body and um, as they're being revived, they zoom back in. Um, It wasn't the case with this particular individual. He kept on going. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the case. You know, that's the way it is. Uh, This was not a near death. This was a clear death (laughs) (laughs) Uh, scenario. I thought it was pretty good. Um, would I have it on my playlist? I'm not sure, but it's, uh, it's, it's not Would I say fun. It's not fun. It's different. (laughs) It's different. And it sounds kind of cool. I think they did a good job with it. Um, so I would probably, if I was going to rank this, I don't know what the ranking system is here.
1: Um, this week's ranking system ended up being how many slow motion Walters
3: all oh, right, that's weird. Okay, I would think like Jaws of Life or something, but
1: well, we we loved the the line "Slow Motion Walter," the fire engine guy, which is a a uh, mondegreen of the line from "Smoke on the Water, Fire in the Sky." It's what people uh, mistook that line to be, and BNL worked it into their song.
3: Oh, okay, I see. So that's uh, that's musical jargon. Yeah. So cool. All right, cool. Um, that's weird. Slow motion Walters, huh? Okay. Well, um, I would say that, I mean, is it like something that they would probably play in concert? I would say not Um, unless they're, unless they're trying to change things up a little bit. And um, you know, everybody's like, everybody, it's time for a potty break or, you know, if you're going to go and get a beverage, now's the time. Uh, don't forget to stop in at our, you know, merchandise stand and pick up our latest album or, you know, a sweatshirt or something, you know, and they play the song so that nobody's missing anything. Um, What would I rank it? Well, I would say, I mean, it's well done. So I'll rank it like, I guess, like a 3.25, I think. It's above average. It's not astonishing, but it's well done. And but it's completely different than what BNL would normally do. Um, I can hear Steve singing, so um, I like Steve. I think he's the lead singer for BNL, and and that's that. So, <laughs> end of story. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Pretty interesting song. Thank you for letting me uh, discuss the song with you. You're welcome. Because uh, it's wacky. It it's is. Different. That's why
1: I was like he deserves to hear this. It's yeah. it's out there and it it's one of those ones that it grows on you. The more you listen to it, the more it's like yeah. It, you you hear more and more things and you're like, "Oh yeah. Oh my gosh." And
3: kind of like the Beatles. Um
1: I do want to go backwards a little bit real quick. Um we missed out on a history last mm. week. Um so I'm going to bring it up now on May 19th, 1999 b l showed up on two guys and a girl in a pizza place uh,
4: yeah. for the episode
1: called <laughs> two guys, a girl and Be- bare naked ladies. <clears throat> One of my fav- most favorite episodes of that series ever. Um, and the other reason that's important is because when we get around to the outside of B&L songs, the adjacent songs, we'll have Steven singing the wonderful song to, to Brian. Ryan. Reynolds of you know Canada still loves you. No.
4: Um, no, 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 no. no. Oh, no Canada no, what is it? loves <laughs> you back.
1: Canada loves you back. Thank you. Um and this is where he met Ryan Reynolds. Um was on the taping of this show as well as when they toured with a lot of set for that year and uh-huh. he was dating a lot of set during that time.
4: On ah, natural, sure right? Yes, ah, sure exactly. All. Um for my rating
1: this song is nearly perfect it may be perfect i'm gonna come back to it at the end of the year and decide um it's slow but it's sarcastic while being earnest (laughs) um it it finishes on the mm, inarguably the strongest note um if you add that hidden track in which beautifully blends with the song that's definitely (laughs) five for me um it's no wonder this album is possibly my favorite album of all time not even more than any beatles album like this album is way up there um so i'm gonna give this a 4.85 for right now
2: very nice very nice
0: <laughs> Decent. very
1: nice You're very
2: nice i like
1: <laughs> yeah, that was very good um <sighs> So what I want to do right now is I want to give bubble week yeah. some time to plug, plug everything and anything the plugs. that he wants to plug. <laughs> more more tell us more about I what your plugs in the hall
5: of presidents.
4: <laughs> plug it up. Plug everything possible. Yeah, I'm,
5: you know, I have I've been around on the internet for for a long time so I I do have a lot of projects that I I'm kind of juggling but it's my... You know the the one that's most relevant is my music podcast. It's called Lyrical Innuendo, <laughs> and uh, and Tracy was on on an earlier episode. Two of them, <laughs> and on on that, oh yeah, two of them back to back. Uh, and uh, every other Friday, we uh, pick a, a song, mostly random. I mean, uh, we there's definitely a, a process to it. And we dig into the lyrics and we discuss any hidden meanings in the lyrics. And usually we aim for, you know, the sexual innuendos. And occasionally we delve into, you know, uh, drug innuendos. And uh, sometimes we go into other directions. The the most recent episode as of this recording, we talked about um, Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice. Mm. And uh, that's, you know, we came to the conclusion that that's actually about Dune wow because it, it has without a line, rhythm you, you know, want to attract the worm wind. that's right nice yeah wow well i'm gonna have to listen to that and that that was a lot of fun and um and then you know we talked a little bit earlier about my other uh, main podcast which is movie related it's called it's time to rewind um and that one mm-hmm. you know i started out uh, doing groundhog day um i've done some episodes of the twilight zone i did a couple episodes of buffy and angel that's that had the time loops in them
0: Um,
5: i've done kind of some lesser known movies like triangle and time crimes and i had the director of time crimes on an episode to talk about it uh nacho Vigalondo. he also directed colossal Um, oh i love that i think that's yeah that was great Um and then I'm currently doing memento and uh later on in in August, um i've I was actually able to talk to Stephen Tobolowsky who played uh, oh, Sammy nice. Jenkins yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll his episode will be going up in August um and then I'm also uh it it's mostly kind of um, uh, on hiatus because I'm busy podcasting. but uh, for about uh, a little over ten years, I've been doing a written movie blog called Flight Stights and Movie Nights. Uh, and that's and I've uh, covered superhero and comic book movies. And pretty much you know, everyone you've ever heard of, I've watched it, reviewed it. i've I've got over five hundred movies that's that I've covered. So, a ton of really obscure ones that no one has ever heard of is on there too wow that's awesome (laughs) aaron has like
1: five ideas for podcasts (laughs) at this point that i told him i'm like i'm not doing anything more i can barely keep up with this there's so so much
4: potential
2: But no, that, that's excellent. Uh, super jealous that you got to meet uh, I'm, i am I apologize. What's the character actor's name again? He played Sammy Jankis. Yes, yeah, he's such Tobolowsky. a fantastic character actor. I loved him in pretty much everything. Uh, he was in Groundhog Day, another uh, yeah, so <laughs> another another time no, yeah, yeah, time yeah. connection. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Very cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming over and joining us, Bubba. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, um guys. Next week we're back to our usual day of recording. So if you show up on Thursday, well, then you're going to be too little, too late.
2: <laughs> Someday, Tracy, when I have enough money, I'm buying you. I'm buying yeah. you a Segway, so you can ride in on your Segway.
4: <laughs> I make your Segway,
2: and then ride off on your Segway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
4: have to get him a little horn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're the Roadrunner. Yeah, just it's just Mel Blanc's voice. Maybe.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You guys say this, and yet you don't think I would actually do it if you did it. No, I think you would. That's exactly why no, I would actually do it. No, that's yeah. not correct. Oh, I totally would. I would, like, clear a space over here
4: Sir, so I could do literally not, just it up stairs
1: into your house.
4: <laughs> He's going to ride a Segway up to uh, hover round up to the stair yes, lift. Please oh, do yeah. this. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: People, you know, you have money. Send it to us so we can make this happen. Please
2: oh, donate yeah. to Tracy's takeaway fund. After
4: five years, yeah, we're rolling for in just it. Just the,
2: the cost of one cup of Folgers a day.
4: <laughs> I was <just> say. <laughs> Wait a minute, you made me do it for the cup of uh, an incestuous cup of coffee. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, if anyone knows any good lawyers who deal with corporate branding and uh, yeah, please, uh, Folgers, we yeah, know you listen. listen. Come on the show, yep. and please, mm. please sponsor us. <laughs> Weirdest, like it was like a negging pitch to to folgers <laughs> trying to lower their self esteem. Oh,
4: god, well, it's a dark
2: that's a dark dark roast <laughs> oh uh, anyway bubble wheat I guess I should say uh, many things first sorry uh, second
0: thank,
2: thank you so much for,
5: for, yeah, thanks for thing.
2: putting up with our craziness and thanks for coming on the show we really appreciate hearing your uh, your opinion on these things and, and on the song so uh, thank you
5: no problem
4: <laughs>
1: All right. I mean well, I'm not gonna kick us off. It's gonna kick us off any second. Yes.
4: <laughs> the clown? Pennywise.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pennywise is on the way. Go God
4: Dude, I live in the hometown of yeah, Stephen King. Not that, that. That's possible.
1: Well have a good night,
2: everybody. Take care. See you next week.